Fat Boy Show. Hey, it's your number one station, RX Radio, playing you so much cool music. I hope you're doing great today. Well, it's an interesting time we're living in, you know. Uh, interesting people are making interesting moves in the world. Let's talk about what's been going on with Twitter, where now the richest man in the world, it's, it's either him or Jeff Bezos, it usually fluctuates depending on how the stocks are moving, how the stock markets are moving, uh, but... Elon Musk, who is regarded by many to be the richest man in the world, is now also the largest single shareholder of Twitter, having purchased 73.5 million shares, uh, or the equivalent of 9.2% of uh, common stock of uh, Twitter. So, this is quite a remarkable uh, move, a bold move, a move that uh, not too many people saw coming. I don't think anyone saw it coming. In the weeks prior, Elon Musk had been asking his followers what they thought about Twitter, whether they thought Twitter should be about free speech, do they value free speech, and asking these kinds of questions, which led many people to believe that maybe uh, the Tesla CEO was thinking of starting his own microblogging social media site, you know, to compete with Twitter, albeit with a lot more friendly terms, at least when it comes to the issue of free speech. Well, we woke up on Monday to find that the man decided to buy the damn thing, or at least 9.2% of it, to now become the largest single stockholder what shall become of twitter now that elon musk has uh, entered the picture i'm joined by daniel omara what do you think about this daniel uh you uh, who's quite uh, you know you're active on twitter you seem to have a lot of fun there yeah do you feel like uh, this is going to be an interesting development for twitter well this is going to be a very interesting development because first of all as the most toxic social media platform he now owns nine percent of that toxic. toxic yeah is it more toxic than facebook Oh, Twitter is far more toxic than Facebook. Facebook deals with basic insults, right? Twitter has straight up censorship, like legit, legit, straight up yeah. censorship. Well, I would say that having just come out of Facebook prison, hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, Facebook is no playground either. I mean, I find that, in fact, of the two, because mm-hmm. Facebook is where I spend most of my time, I do find that Facebook is, is also very super rigid. But mm. Twitter is different from Facebook in the amount of influence it wields. True. Uh, Twitter is where all of the elite... Uh, people in media spend most of their time discussing the big stories. And usually it is the stories that uh, that appear and the conversations that happen on Twitter mm-hmm. that dictate what the rest of the media does because all the journalists are there. Yes. The I've... journalists are tweeting at each mm-hmm. other. They're, you know, all this kind of stuff. So um, if uh, Twitter decides to be biased towards a certain idea, a certain mindset, a certain ideology, or mm-hmm. certain... Uh, you know, notions, then it means then they who wield that power can influence many global trends. Yeah. Uh, and so whatever you see happening on Facebook thereafter, it would have first started on Twitter. On Twitter, yes. And that's why Twitter is scary. Because for, 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 for the most part, the elites are there. Mm-hmm. And then which means also the elitist ignorance is there as well. Because, I mean, not every elite person is correct in their view or opinion. But of course because not. of uh, who they are, and they probably have that verification tick, everything just changes. The dynamic is completely flipped on its own head because they're like, oh, no, it's so-and-so. Well, uh, what's her name? Meghan Markle <laughs> needs to have an opinion on, you know, natural childbirth. Lol. So, well, <laughs> things like that. And you're thinking about it like, mm-hmm. Well, we uh, now, he has enough money. So, uh, one would think he didn't uh, buy Twitter just f- you know, to make money, although uh-huh. apparently it turns out he did or has made money already. Probably a uh, part of it. Because I think uh, Twitter stock rose by what, 25% or something crazy like that after the news of his uh, acquisition. Mm-hmm. 
So, but the bigger question for me, and I think given how much he has complained about censorship, yes. when he was asked after donating Starlink satellites to Ukraine, whether or not he would ban access to uh, Russian news from his internet uh, system, internet uh, distribution system, he said absolutely not, yeah. unless you put a gun to my head, meaning that he's a staunch defender of free speech. So, do you think that um, he could potentially force Twitter to adjust its culture of censorship, adjust its culture of suppression to allow more diverse voices? He could. And that's what everybody's hoping for. That's why the shakeup was so wild. That's why it went up by, what, 25%? Crazy amount. Yeah, because it's everybody saying, oh, finally, someone who actually agrees with the idea of free speech. Because what we've had for the last couple of years is the illusion of free speech, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're entitled to an opinion unless it doesn't agree with the narrative of, what, 0.01% of the population? It's like we've seen people being censored against uh, feminism, transgender ideology, all this stuff. All that kind of stuff. Oh. Uh, it's, it's not even that you have a negative opinion. It's just a contrary What about opinion? when it came to COVID information? Eh, uh -huh. The way they censored. Thank those, you. those people who would say, Bambi, you know, uh, this thing came from a lab. Boom. <laughs> censored. <laughs> censored. Like you, you, you are blocked for a couple of days. Right. So now we have a guy who has been very vocal about freedom of speech. And he is among the people who could choose to keep quiet about the whole concept. And he wouldn't be hurt financially at all. Now, do you think, though, that he is too big to be challenged? Don't you think like the ruling elite class who mm -hmm. have enjoyed much of the censorship, who themselves really advocated it? I mean, it is them who decide who should be banned. Like if they decide, they pick on a target, they say, oh, this guy is... I don't know, he's a racist, white Toxic. supremacist, homophobe, transphobe, whatever else. They usually are able to marshal enough pressure to force Twitter to take action against such accounts. And many a prominent voice has been struck off the platform. Mm -hmm. uh, so don't you think that they... And the reason why they advocate for censorship is because they want to control the narrative. They want to control the dialogue. There yes. is a lot at stake when uh, people start questioning origin of a virus yeah. or perhaps the efficacy of a vaccine mm. or whatever social uh, or political cultural issue that these people feel is important to them so now that uh, musk has entered the picture and is uh, potentially going to shake things up doesn't this make uh, him their worst enemy and do you think they're going to take it lying down i don't think they're going to take it lying down but i think it works in their favor because of the people who are like gravitating in this direction because uh -huh. it, it has been the other side for the most part right it's been leftist ideology being pushed pretty much pretty much so you have someone actually advocating for legit freedom of speech they can still control the narrative but what they need is for people to believe you know it's now working in your favor right so yeah. and he does that well because he's been vocal about it for the longest time so he fits exactly the direction people would want Twitter to go, or at least they think. Well, probably the majority uh, yes. of, of people would want Twitter to be a more open, uh, more transparent uh, platform. Now, the disclosure of um, uh, Elon Musk's purchase of 9.2% of Twitter stock, uh, it followed a recent poll that he launched himself on his Twitter account asking the question, uh, you know, or this is what he said. He said, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Mm -hmm. And then he asked the question, do you believe Twitter rigorously applies to this principle? And of course, uh, most people said no, 70%. Yeah. Said no. Nope. And then he said, given that Twitter serves as a de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech uh, principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? Yeah. Huh. Ooh. Buy shares. Then he asked the next day, is a new platform needed? 
<laughs> I'm guessing a lot of people said yes. Yep, and someone posted just by Twitter. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He did just that. Ah. Okay. So uh, this this is quite interesting. Uh, and, you know, for the longest time, we've been struggling to figure out how we can challenge Twitter uh, and its biased attitude towards different ideas. Different people have tried to come up with their own alternative competing uh, platforms. Like there's been Parler, Getter, Gab, a number of platforms tr- seeking to imitate Twitter. Never had But they've never really caught on because mm. ultimately I think uh, social media platforms thrive on the network effect. You want to be where everyone yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So even if you're a new thing, unless everyone kind of flocks to there, uh, you don't really stand a chance of penetrating the mainstream. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that Twitter had going for it from the beginning was how it was a Windows versus Linux kind of effect, right? Mm-hmm. Remember the battle between Windows operating system and Linux? Mm-hmm. How Facebook is more of Windows. It's easy to use. Anybody can jump there. Twitter was more like, you know, we, we've reverted back to Linux, but MS-DOS. <laughs> where, yeah, it was a bit more complicated. Yes, it was a bit more complicated and you had to understand it to the core in order to use it correctly. So the elites gravitated in that direction. And we've seen it on, on Twitter many times where people are like, this is not Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they are very adamant about it. They keep putting it out there that this social media platform is unique. So Elon Musk clearly saw the potential in it and said, yeah, let me buy into yeah. this thing. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad because, and I think it was very powerfully strategic uh, given that, very. as we've said, it is from Twitter where most of these decisions, most of the uh, conversations that lead to the decisions that yes. are undertaken are made on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I think once you can fix Twitter, you'll end up fixing Facebook, you'll end up fixing YouTube because then you're able to have much wider debate on the issue of what qualifies as you know acceptable information or not. Yeah. Uh, and since the other platforms who have normally been taking their cues off of Twitter yeah. will say to themselves, okay, well, maybe we won't block this story or cancel this account or kick someone off and just leave it be uh, without uh, Twitter. And because Twitter also, and let's not forget. Mm. So if a group of journalists decides they hate an idea or they hate a person, they will start a mass Twitter campaign, get a global trend going, and then yeah. they will tag the company in question who they might be trying to pressure uh, to take an action on a particular issue and then that company will sort of respond to to that pressure you've seen of like all these how all these companies are getting woke now Mm. uh, is because of this this twitter stuff these twitter storms that just cause people to just cower uh, out of fear and just relent to whatever it is that these masses want them to do then they will do it because of the twitter storm that's been generated but if it's uh, made more into a level playing field where all ideas have equal uh opportunity to be discussed then i think uh it'll change things it, we are hoping it does because most cancellations have started on twitter i mean indeed have, have you ever seen a potas account on facebook no exactly when has a potas account on facebook's opinion mattered <laughs> it's what you say on twitter it's what you and say speaking of potas mm-hmm. if the guy forces twitter to bring back donald trump <laughs> <laughs> i want that i am ah, yeah 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 it. yeah yeah twitter will get lit <laughs> Twitter's been missing a lot of fun. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say, Twitter doesn't look at itself like uh, the, the way you look at the conventional social media platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way you look at Twitter and TikTok that are reliant on content. Mm-hmm. But Twitter, from 
entirely a word perspective. They may not have the best videos or what, but the opinions mm-hmm. are a lot of content. And Trump had a lot of opinions. That's right. That were often trends. So I don't see the the the, the plan in leaving him out of something like Twitter yet he could generate so much money. Oh my goodness, it's just going to utterly change the political landscape. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Speaking of Trump, he tried to launch his own social media platform which apparently has flopped so far. It's flopping so badly. He launched a Twitter clone called Truth Social, but uh, it's apparently it's not working out. So yeah, I'm glad that a billionaire decided to buy a stake in Twitter so that he can fix it uh, because they really enjoy a monopoly of influence. Mm. It thus far, has been very hard to challenge. But now who knows, with uh, Elon Musk uh, joining uh, the company as a shareholder, as a, the largest single shareholder, we can only hope that uh, he will shake things up and restore some free speech on that uh, platform. Well, you're listening to the Fat Boy Show here on RX Radio. Stay tuned for more great music. We gotta give it to him right now. Do it now. Go. Uganda's King of Radio, unleashed and unplugged. Turn up now. The Fat Boy Show. <laughs> 